0: Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. Today, I just wanted to share something with you guys. I am currently, through this month of April, working on the audiobook version uh, of the End Times 30 Day Devotional. And uh, I don't know how many of you have actually heard uh, the story of the vision, the night vision that I had in 2012, which is really part of the whole catalyst for Truth fed and scripture and prophecy, and kind of the journey that I've been on for the last, well, since I don't know, five or six years. I'm starting to lose track. Um, and so, as I'm working on the audiobook, and I did this morning, I recorded that introduction, which was the vision, um, and then the first devotional day, day one. And I thought it might be fun just to share that with all of you. Um, so, if you're curious of what the, the style of the book is, uh, this might be something interesting to you as well. If you're curious about the vision, and then, of course, there's a devotional, which uh, should be a great blessing to all of you. So it's the introduction uh, in the book, which is entitled, I Saw a Vision, and then day one, which is entitled, Could Ye Not Watch With Me One Hour? and uh, so i think you'll find it enjoyable and i just kind of wanted to share that with you uh, give it away for free hopefully the audiobook version will be available in about 30 days that's the goal Uh, but the physical book uh, is available now along with the ebook so if you just go to scriptureandprophecy.com book it'll take you there where you can see either version uh, the the ebook or the paperback book it might be easier just to go to scriptureandprophecy.com and then click on the big big banner, uh, which makes it very clear. So I hope that this is a blessing to you this morning. I hope you enjoy the story and the devotional. Um, Lord willing, uh, I'll be back with you hopefully tomorrow or Friday, one of those two days uh, with our Torah portion for this week. So enjoy and God bless. I saw a vision. I heard a loud commotion coming from outside. Walking into my dimly lit living room, I looked through the large windows peering up to the sky, observing what looked like a violent dark storm on the horizon, black and gray clouds filled the sky. Suddenly, the wall holding the window began to open, collapsing from the center. And disappearing to the left and right. It was as if the world were nothing more than a digital simulation. I then noticed a man wrapped in gold standing before me in the opening of the wall. I called out to him in excitement, Jesus. He then took me by the hand. He was no longer wrapped in gold. I can't remember what he was wearing, but he seemed to take on the appearance of a common man. We took off running to the outside, and it was now sunny and beautiful. However, we seemed to be running over the top of a large lake, or maybe an ocean. There were several people in the water in distress, and their hands sticking out as if they needed help. At this point, I was several paces behind Jesus. As we run, and the gap is getting larger... I desperately wanted to catch up to him so I could ask him a question, although I was not even sure of the question I had. I felt as though I wanted to ask him if this moment was the end, if this was the rapture. Had he finally come for us? As I'm running, trying with all my might to catch up to Jesus, I run past a man with his hand up out of the water. man is near me, so I reach down and I pull him up out of the water as I run past. He then begins running behind me in my pursuit to catch Jesus. Finally, Jesus comes to a stop and I catch up to him. However, before I can ask Jesus my important question, he tells me, I just want you to be happy with the life I've given you. And just like that, I awoke from the night vision. The year was 2012, and this was no ordinary dream. You would be hard-pressed trying to convince me it was not a vision from God. Admittedly, it was a strange message, and it would be years later before I would come to realize its meaning. I have never had a dream this vivid, this real, which remained in my mind forever. I thought it strange at first, and for several years after... Why would Jesus take the time to give me a vision? Simply for the sake of saying he wants me to be happy with the life he has given me. No, it couldn't be. A couple years later, I created my podcast entitled Truth Fed, or as it is known currently, Scripture and Prophecy. I would begin chasing after Jesus, and I would invite others to come out of the world and join me in this pursuit, a pursuit after our King and a desire to watch for his coming. I should note, I am far from perfect, nor am I worthy of this calling. Why would God give a person such as myself a wonderful vision and give me a work for his kingdom is beyond my understanding. I pray this book will enlighten you and give you a great desire to remain awake and watching for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I believe there has never been a time such as the one we are living in, and I believe his return is very, very near. We are living in the most interesting time in history, at least the most interesting time since the time of Noah. I believe it may be the last days. Many have believed this to be true. There are countless books and DVDs being sold to the American church about the times we are living in. Everyone seems to have their own charts, graphs, diagrams, predicting the order of events. We are being told tribulation is coming, but don't worry, you will be raptured first. Others say, there is no rapture, expect to see the Antichrist first, and the world burning down around you. I can't help but wonder, are any of these timelines correct? Do we have it all figured out? Do we need to wait for a third temple and an Antichrist before we should even hope to see the Savior's return? I fear many have taken their eyes off of Jesus. They have taken their attention away from the Scriptures and what Jesus himself said about his return. They have replaced the facts of the Scriptures and the promises of Christ with false and trendy end-time doctrines of men. Therefore, they have been led astray, the blind leading the blind, I believe the scriptures tell us we are to be ready and watching at all times. There's a great reward for those who persist in watching zealously for his appearing, and great judgment for those who are caught off guard. Great promises for those he finds watching and working. Great punishment for those who allow themselves to be lured back into the temptations of this world, thinking his return is delayed or in the distant future. In this book, we are going to examine from the scriptures what it really means to be watching for the return of our Messiah. It is not my goal to convince you of my end times theology, only to point your eyes to the Savior. Day 1 Could ye not watch with me one hour One of the most common themes I find in the Gospels, spoken out of the mouth of Jesus to his followers, is to be watching. Be careful you are not caught unaware. We even see this terminology being used with the three of his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, before Jesus is captured and taken away to be crucified. In the Matthew account of this event, we find Jesus saying something very interesting to his disciples when he finds them sleeping. This is something I think many of us might miss if we do not pay close attention to his words. Matthew 26, 40-41 says this, And he cometh unto his disciples, and findeth them asleep. And he saith unto Peter, What, could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. I wonder, in a world which seems to be rushing toward the end of days, in a world consumed with distractions, could we be the generation who is caught off guard? Is Jesus asking us today, could ye not watch with me one hour? Are the things of this world really so appealing we are willing to risk missing his coming and being caught unaware? The digital age has taken our eyes away from what is important and cast our attention on nothingness. Most people can't even walk down the street, or even worse, drive a car without staring into their smartphone. Everywhere we look is a scream begging for our attention. Meanwhile, the ones we love are starved for our attention. Likewise, we are too distracted to pay attention to our creator and what he might be trying to speak to us. We are in danger of missing the most important hour of our generation, maybe the most important time in human history. It could be we are living in the last hour right now. We see all the signs around us. However... Like the disciples, we are in danger of falling asleep and not understanding the severity of what is about to happen. I fear we might miss the significance of what Jesus is saying to his disciples. Jesus is warning them about the dangers of not watching, of taking their eyes off him and the mission at hand. I should also note, it wasn't just the lack of watching which Jesus rebukes his three followers about. He also commands them to be in prayer he explains there is a real danger which follows if you do not both keep watch and pray matthew chapter 26 verse 41 says this watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak the warning is simple When you take your eyes off of him, when you fail to be in prayer, when you let your guard down, you risk falling into temptation. This could be the most important message to this generation, a generation surrounded by temptation and distractions. Never has there been such a great battle for our attention. today's call of action. Let us never take our eyes off Jesus. His coming is at hand. We must remain in prayer. We must heed his command to watch. Lest we fall to the desires of this world. Lest we fall asleep, caught unaware and unprepared for his return. The spirit may be willing but our flesh is most definitely weak.